What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hello, everybody. This is Hallie. And also Allison. <laughs> and we are back with, oh, yep. I mean, we've had a long running problem with Allison forgetting her name. Honestly, with the amount of painkillers you've been on, I was shocked that it came out of your mouth. I am going to give a disclosure. Uh, disclaimer, already a great start. Both. It's definitely both, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, here's some disclosure. Um, uh, I am on uh, muscle relaxers and Valium, <laughs> so I'm feeling real weird um and the fact that i remembered my name already wow it feels weird to be doing this much talking oh boy we've got so much to go i'm glad that this is the state i'm in when we have two incredible guests with us for ruining ruined so fuck you i was gonna say chris harrison but it's hardwick you're the one who had talking (laughs) but you know what fuck chris harrison too you know what i don't give a shit i don't like none of her me neither of them have even broken into the top five hollywood chrises so screw it um Mm -hmm. we're ruining ruined (laughs) and we're doing a super fun after show and uh i'll introduce our guests since i'm still talking uh oh absolutely (laughs) this is like butter this segue i mean this is is possibly the smoothest that we've ever done anything on this podcast (laughs) it's those muscle relaxers you're relaxed i'm finally not in my head being like what's my name when do i say it Um, we have the very funny uh, Josh Gondelman and Maris Kreisman. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for joining I just us. Maris, I have never said your name out loud, your last name out loud. So You did You did great. Great. Oh, perfect. Sometimes people mess it up and you did perfect. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I've known you for a long time, but I just, it's weird how little you say someone's name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I've never, not never said my parents' names, but I'm like, I can't, like, I mean, maybe, like, when we were talking about, like, filling out a form, but, like, I would never be, like, Harry, you know, or whatever. I, it would be bizarre. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of parentage, uh, we welcomed oh. our two illustrious guests uh, to discuss uh, this week's episode, Antichrist, by uh, the auteur, Lars Van Trier. <laughs> yes. And uh, we wanted to invite them because, well, this is running during February, which is our romantic horror month and um antichrist if, if, if anything is is a romance and yes, uh we wanted to have a couple on to sort of both give their two different perspectives on the relationship and also you know this is this movie is about marriage you know fundamentally the communication um you know the push pull um work-life owning, balance <laughs> owning a second home owning a cabin you know all these things that come with with marriage so we wanted to start off and uh the first question i have to you guys what do, you, what do you think happened in this movie? Could you explain it to us? <laughs> okay, hold on. I have you start. seen it? That's the first question. Have you have you seen it or uh, did you just listen to the podcast? I'll tell you what. I didn't make it to the end of the podcast because I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. too scared of everything. So then when I Josh worse. I looked at the Wikipedia page and then listened to the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I got to a part in the Wikipedia page when I was like, Mm-mm. ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were making noises. <laughs> you, were, you were like reading the Wikipedia page just going like, 
Oh, and I was like, yeah. I can't even know. I don't, not only can I not watch this movie, I don't even want the information about this movie. So I came on this podcast under, I guess, false pretext. I did tell Allison <laughs> yesterday, I was like, I might not make it to the end. I'm so squeamish. I'm the most squeamish adult moviegoer yes. that right. I know. No, that's I mean, perfect. Except maybe for me. I am similarly. I mean, I had to sit through the podcast because we were recording it. And I want to say this. Right. I wanted to stop every at every point. <laughs> I wanted to be like, I need a safe word for our podcast because it's mm-hmm. truly too scary to discuss this. And also it's why we wanted you guys to join us because if you listened to... Uh, if you listen to our episode about Antichrist, you probably need um, something fun and silly <laughs> and light. And exactly. hopefully that is what this episode will provide as a Hell yeah. as a existential palate cleanser. <laughs> and I just want to say, uh, one of the, having listened to the podcast, one of the conundrums that we ran into was sort of like how to interpret a lot of the right. film. Mm-hmm. And so I was sort of Googling different people's reviews and I found a headline that I think sort of sets up the conundrum of this film. This is the, from The Guardian when this came out in 2009. It premiered at Cannes. And so the title of this is Antichrist, a work of genius or the sickest film in the history of cinema. Why can't it be both? I would argue it's neither. (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot of options. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it definitely can be both. But I was like, I think maybe, I remember when this movie came out, everyone's like, oh my God. And having watched a lot of horror movies, I'm like, yeah, but like, isn't that kind of what horror movies are? You know, like this is a very uh, graphic mm-hmm. horror movie for sure. To me, maybe I just like, I, I've just been indoctrinated by too many horror movies. So I'm like, this is very spooky, but I've seen spooky movies before. Okay, so I wonder if it's like with horror the way it is with comedy when like, you know, like when something is like mm. a serious awards movie and it's like scary and gory, people are like, this is the goriest thing I've ever seen. And like when, when there's a comedy, when like there's an awards movie where people laugh six mm-hmm. times, they're like, this yes. is the funniest movie that's ever existed. Yes. Right, yeah. Definitely these standards are skewed. Yeah, versus like, listen, if you're watching Saw, I mean, like, mm-hmm. 10 times as many horrible things happen. But yeah, because yes. there, these horrible things are within an art house film, which yeah. is, you know, what yeah. it is, it does, I think people are, are really aghast about it, for sure. Because they're like, these movies are supposed to be about longing. <laughs> yeah. Hallie, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you. Lay on me. I mean— do you think when Josh brought up comedies, like, you know how, like, we all write and perform comedy in some way. So, like, we feel like certain things were like, oh, I've seen it. And there's, like, people who are comics, comics. Like, do you think that there's, like, a whore's whore? Yes. I don't know. That feels I wrong. I think you're but, like, whore's whore. <laughs> yes, I do. You and I think really that I am those, one. You got to hit the er when you say that. All of the no, I think that's a valid point where it's like, if you're someone who, yeah, you're going to con, you're seeing a bunch of different, like, people on a beach in period garb, like, mourning mm-hmm. their love they could never mm-hmm. be with or whatever. Yeah, this would be very shocking. I do agree. Perhaps I've seen so many movies where I'm like, listen, they're in a cabin in the woods. That's the, the quintessential horror space, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so it's like, we're sort of talking about Lars Ventura, like, he he invented all of these horror things. I'm like, well, maybe if you had seen other movies, you would know, like, these are sort of, uh, at least topics that people are, are um, yeah. talking about. Speaking of, one of the topics we wanted to discuss in the film was, um, so, having read the Wikipedia, you know, that the female lead, who they're called she and he, which is like the one thing I'm like, ah, absolutely not. What are you, Zoe Deschanel's band? <laughs> absolutely not. I guess if it's an art house film, you could get away with it, you know. Mm. But uh, one of the things that happens in the film is that the female protagonist is writing her thesis. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously they're in well into their 30s, if not 40s. Yes. She just hasn't finished it, which is itself kind of spooky. And we were talking about, Allison, if you wanted to take this segment— so in the movie, she is working on a doctoral thesis. 
Is that it? I think we're supposed to think, Whatever. Yeah. Like, she's getting a stipend from some college to, you know, write something. And it's, like, upsetting to find, like, you know, her, her husband finds it and her, you know, thesis is about are women evil and her uh, research has led her to the answer of yes. And mm-hmm. you guys are married. You're both smart people. One of you could easily be writing a thesis about something. What would be the worst thesis discovery that you could come upon of your partners? Like, Josh, if if you found Maris's, like, academic work and she had been studying mm-hmm. this one thing and came to this conclusion, what would the worst thing for you be? I think, okay, so I've been thinking about this. Okay, And right. not before the podcast. It was like, you <laughs> you planted the seed in my mind. I wasn't like, what's the worst thing my wife could spend her days thinking of? Well, as both writers, I do imagine there's that moment where you're at the doorway, where you're looking, you're like, I could be writing anything, anything in there. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> at first, I was like, what if it was like, it, like a thesis on like, people who've gotten away with murder, mm-hmm. with murdering their sure. spouse. Yes. That was my first thought. And that would be pretty scary, but like in an exhilarating way where I'd be like, <laughs> ooh, spooky. Yeah. But I think I think the one that would really demoralize me is if I found out she was spending all day writing a thesis on like what people do the moment people realize they're not in love anymore. Oh, God. Oh, no. That would be so much. The exit. So we've taken it back to the art house, right? right. This is yes. like, we've taken yes, it from Von Trier right. back to Bombach. But that's the kind of mm-hmm. horror yes. that, like, I worry about. Like, if someone's going to murder me, it's like, well, I'm not that strong. There's not that much I can do. <laughs> no. But, yeah, just the the emotional uh yeah, numbness. but someone could fall out of love with you. I know. So I don't want to point to it. one particular no, no. person who's on the pod. Yeah. Nope. Most people, if that happened, I would be like, "Yeah, that's how it goes. You shouldn't have been in love with me. I told you I was trouble, and that I'm married to another person that I love." Well, I want to slap that person, whoever that is. Yeah, let's let's slap let's slap that person. Maris, what do you think would be the worst thing you could find Josh has been dedicating his life to turn, like, figuring out? So you talk about gynocide so much. And what Mm -hmm. if it was pugicide? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be devastating. If I was just researching murdering pugs all day. (laughs) And you were playing the long game, so you were, like, putting the wrong boot on her little paw. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Leaving the window open. And, like, that would... Kill me. It would be so sad. And it's also like, I would be have to be so unimaginative <laughs> to need to do research into how to murder. Right, that's disappointing in a different yeah. way. Like, you kind of figure out how to kill a loaf of bread. Like, yeah. <laughs> you smother him with a pillow for three, four seconds. <laughs> it's curtains. Yeah, that would be so sad. I would never, I would never research how to murder our beautiful dog. Thank you. You're welcome. I've thought about this. And similarly, Josh, I do think my, my version of that is they're writing a, a, a long-term paper on how to stay in a marriage after you don't love someone. Oh, so it's almost like breaking up, breaking up would be almost a gift, but they're like, no, I can figure this out. I can figure out how people do it. I could live with someone I don't love. Like, oh God. Right, we could just be good roommates. Yeah, lots of people have roommates. <laughs> right. Most, most of us have to because of economics. Uh But then I was remembering, I believe it was either my sophomore or junior year, I had to take a sociology class to fulfill some requirement. And I enjoyed the class, but I had to do a group project. And I can't remember exactly what we thought that thesis was, but it ended up with us, like, uh, reviewing, like, Disney movies to, like, track, like, oh, the societal expectation of women and men or whatever. And I remember we handed it in. The sociology professor's like, 
this is not a thesis. Like this, you didn't set up a question uh, and you didn't re- do it. And he said, if I had known this was what it was, I would have stopped you. <laughs> and I think if, if my, if, if, uh, Dave, boyfriend of the pod, if you found that I was working at a thesis about like Disney or like, like <laughs> a, a, about basically revealing that I was a Disney adult, I think that that would be Oh, Disney adult would be tough. No offense if you're a Disney. That'd be tough yeah. to find. Because like you have to reevaluate everything that you know about someone. Because it's so, like, if I met someone who is a Disney adult and was like, this is what I do, I'd be like, well, that's not what I'm into, but, like, mm-hmm. go forth, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy enjoy yourself. But if I was married to someone and I found out they were, like, secretly going yeah. to Disney and, like, spent all their time secretly researching Disney, that's so <laughs> perverse to yes. me. Yes. Just every couple of weeks, there's, like, a new magnet on the fridge. You're like, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. when you would have gotten that. That they're ordering from the Disney oh, gift Jesus. shop. Kind of like tan in seasons where you shouldn't be because you've been outside in Orlando. Like, Yep. Very, very discomfitting. Is that yeah. the, is that a word? That's a word. Yeah. I think Found so. Sure. Chippendale paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> the, the strippers or the rescue rangers? <laughs> Legitimate question. <laughs> the what are they mice? They're um, chipmunks. They're chipmunks. Yeah, chipmunks. yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But then there's okay. also stripper male strippers, there the Chippendale dancers. I think we should combine them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh Jesus! Give them tiny little chipmunk cufflinks. Like, Ooh, Ooh that's, yeah. I was going the other way, but that's much cuter. <laughs> oh my god, what were you thinking? I was going to say we should have the male strippers be rescue rangers oh, like, and solve songs. mysteries. <laughs> I feel like that's the kind of thing, like, that's the thesis your manager doesn't want to read. Where it's like, I worked on this screenplay, and it's like, oh, no. Oh, no, it's like, this. You spent how many months on this? This is about, you. it's called Strippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, no. They're already called Chippendale. They're already the name. That's the name already. Wow. That's great, though. Allison, what about you? Did you have a thesis that you'd find bone-chilling? I think— it being something that I, like, if I found out that my partner had been spending his entire life, like, researching exactly how many Diet Cokes it takes to kill you and pr- and trying oh. to prove it's poison, because, like, mm-hmm. one, you're not intervening. <laughs> like, no one's, like, unless you've stopped me from drinking Diet Coke, which nobody can. <laughs> so it's just someone who's, like, trying to figure out when I'm going to die. And also, then it ruins the only thing I love, which is soda. <laughs> Another segment I wanted to introduce based on the content, which again, you guys didn't get to see this, which I feel bad, but um, I- I would be so unhappy watching this movie. It would ruin, I wanted to say week, but I think month. I think watching this movie would ruin my life maybe, yeah. And I had read about this movie so much when it came out and and like really like couldn't sleep about it. And then I saw Melancholia, and it's, like, the most beautiful movie I've ever mm-hmm. seen. It's like, how are these two even related? But they are. I guess the answer is deep depression. Deep like, depression. deep, flip side of the same, like, cataclysmic depression. And this it is sort of like, what if? Violence, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, another thing that happens in the film is that you see um, very realistic synthetic genitals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Josh, I don't remember if Allison said that you had heard this story oh, yeah. about yeah. Willem Dafoe, yes. if you wouldn't mind telling yes. us. <laughs> so I meant to look up the word for word, but this was, I learned this because Dan Gerwich, who's very funny, wrote this into a joke on Last Week Tonight when we were working <laughs> there together. And it's that Lars von Trier 
demanded that Willem Dafoe use a fake penis for this movie Mm -hmm. because his real penis was so large it would dismay or, like, confuse viewers. Like, they they would, it would, like, take them out of the movie to be like, how could she be depressed when he's got a hog like that? Oh, my God. (laughs) It's so funny. Also, like, this movie is so, I mean, having not seen it, but, like, the movie is so deeply fucked up. Like, that dick has to be absolutely huge to take you out of this Oh, yeah, that moment. Two hours like, that's of the thing absolute that's gonna shock you. dread. Like, <laughs> yeah. That one right. like, so, how big do you think it is? Jesus. <laughs> how big do you think it is? Hard. So, it, it's got to be bigger than the fake one, right? It's going to be, right. like, substantially bigger than the right. fake one. And let me one. just say, as the only person who has seen yeah. the film, yes. the, the fake one is pretty big. Okay. Like, it's definitely larger than what I would consider, like, an average-sized penis. So, I was like, <laughs> oh, they really gave him a big fake penis, and maybe that was part of it. But the idea that Willem Dafoe's penis was larger than this <laughs> seemingly very large prosthetic penis— it's shocking. I, it, but then it begs questions. Did he have to, would he have to get hard for the film? Would you just see, mm. it, was he a, gr- I would assume he has to be a, a shower rather than a grower. Right. I don't right. know. It's just, so this is the first headline. I just Googled to make sure that Thank this you. wasn't something I thought was so, like, that I just, <laughs> imagine if I imagined <laughs> that. If I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know how Willem Dafoe's penis is so big it confused Lars von Trier? And people are like, that's not real. <laughs> and you're, like, bringing Dan Gerwich into it? He's like, I didn't want to be a part of this, man. <laughs> this is, the, I Googled, the input I Googled was Willem Dafoe fake penis von Trier. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Which is a very funny name. It's like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> And the first headline, the first headline is from the L magazine from 2010, and a reputable magazine, or it's just Fell magazine. I don't know because they're all (laughs) lowercase. It says Lars von Trier finds Willem Dafoe's penis confusingly large. That's the whole headline. Confusingly, excellent. Which must mean it's so big that Lars von Trier is like, that can't be a penis. That must be like (laughs) a tube sock that someone painted man colored or like. Oh, my God. Confusingly large. Um, Well, the reason I brought it up is I wanted to talk about if there are any uh, fake genitals in any other films that really stick out in your mind Mm -hmm. as being, well, bad or simply memorable. For me, I don't... Have you guys seen the movie The Overnight? No. No. Oh, it's actually a very charming comedy. It's um, Adam Scott, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Taylor Schilling, and actually, I don't remember the other actress, but... They're essentially two, a couple of their kids are friends and and they end up spending the night over at this couple's house. The kids are in bed. And then they sort of start dancing around, are we going to have a four-way? However, in a terrible decision, they have, you at a certain point, see uh, both Jason Schwartzman and Adam Scott's fake penises. They look like I made them. Like a high school musical. They look like paper mache. Well, I mean, they're better than that, but they look, they don't look real. And it makes you, it's so shockingly like bad. I guess they were like, we don't have money to get somebody in here who could really make a fake penis. But you see both of them, which is like, if you were going to show this, simply put the money into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone has seen this, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It is funny that that is a job that people on sets have. They're like, we need just, we need you to make us a fake dick. And it's like, well, I am a prop master. I will do, like, <laughs> I will do that. I feel like there would be like eight in all of Hollywood. And they would just be various, mm-hmm. like a couple different shades, a couple different sizes. And right. you would just use them. Because, like, how much do you need them for? One shot, right, in a movie, right. maybe a couple. 
And I guess uh, maybe they, maybe they hired someone on the come up who maybe didn't didn't wasn't charging as much. Maybe yeah. that was the mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. They like they were like, oh, your brother makes fake dicks, right? <laughs> you bring him in. It's like kind of. <laughs> oh. I'm not really finding photos of it, but I remember in order to disguise the fact that they were fake penises, because they were built on top of their real penises, mm-hmm. they have to oh. create a comical bush. Like, a, like their yes. pubes look like more <laughs> pubes than any human has ever had because the pubes had to shade and disguise the real penis hiding behind the fake penis, it, which also looks insane. Like, it just looks like, well, they, both, both of them need to see a doctor. It's like a duck blind? Like a dick blind? Yes, it's a dick blind. That's so funny. Yeah, if you're listening, please check this out. Yeah. I I thought you, when you said oh, The Overnight, I thought of the movie, which I believe is called Overnight, that is a documentary about the making of the Boondock Saints. Oh, um, I wish. Which, you know, starring Willem Dafoe. <laughs> so that's where my mind immediately went. Oh, my God. And I was like, do you see Willem Dafoe's penis in the movie about the making of Boondocks? <laughs> yeah, you don't see it in the film. You just see it in the behind the scenes. <gasps> Mary, you had a good one. Oh, yeah. I Just the first thing uh, when I think of a penis in a film is, is walk hard. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it was like a big thing that Judd Apatow had like promised that there would be full frontal nudity in his satire of Walk the Line or whatever it was. And so it's really shocking when you're, like, watching a scene in a dumb screwball comedy and then there's just this enormous dick. Now, I just Googled it, and apparently this is from August. Judd Apatow swears that the penis in Lockhart belongs to a famous director. Oh, so it's real. Does he mean Judd Apatow? (laughs) So it was a real penis but not belonging to the actor. Okay. Yes. It was Lars von Trier. <laughs> We've come full circle. Tur- yeah, you hire Willem Dafoe to be just the dick and walk hard. Yeah. <laughs> let, me go- let me Google this penis and see what we're talking about here. I feel like also every time I see a woman with pubic hair in a movie, I'm like, well, that's fake. Because I don't think that any actresses have pubic hair anymore. <laughs> I like, assume that they're all Merkins. I love that word. It's so funny. It's very good. <laughs> Just sounds like a man who like sells insurance. <laughs> it sure does. I like that it's a word because it it like and it's not a new word. So it means like for some time there have been <laughs> enough pubic wigs that they're like, ah, the the pube wigs. We need a we need a word for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we're talking about it too much. Yeah, that they had to give it its own like name. The two fake penises, or, or the two pe- on-screen penises that jump out at me, because it, it's not like a, a sex thing where you're like, ooh, they're about to make love, and you see the penis. Obviously, Boogie Nights, mm-hmm. the end oh, of Boogie yes. Nights, which Iconic. is legendarily fake penis. Yes. Um, Mark Wahlberg only shows his penis to the Lord, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> or to stop 9-11. Um. <laughs> that's, that's how he would have done it. Mark said... That he could have stopped 9-11, right? That he would have done something? Yeah. What he didn't say was he just would have whipped out that monster (laughs) cock. That hog. No chance if if he'd shown him his dick. Whipped out that hog. They would have been like, we can't blow that up. That's that's like uh, taking a sledgehammer to Michelangelo's David. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then the other one is um, there's a very funny scene with a, a, I think, 
I don't know if it's a real penis or a fake penis. And um, pop star, never stop, never stopping. Mm. I also wanted to give some love to fake vaginas because there's mm-hmm. the vagina in this film is extremely uh, realistic. Again, he, uh, Lars Venturer, if nothing else, put money behind these fake genitals. Mm-hmm. And what happens to it is no good, Criminal. you know, horrible stuff. That's when Maris was like, reading Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's grim. But uh, the only movies that I could think of where you see the full vagina is uh, Blue is the Warmest Color, mm. where allegedly they use some fake vaginas. I've actually never seen it. Other than that, you're not really seeing a full-on fake vagina too much. Like, you, again, you're seeing a merkin or somebody yeah. standing. You're not seeing the whole the Spread. whole uh, kit and caboodle, if yeah. you will. And again, I haven't seen Blue is the Warmest Color. I'm assuming because it's a naturalistic movie, they would, they again, threw some money at it, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like if you can't make genitals realistic looking, just write around them. Right. Just, yeah, we, we're we fine. We have seen movies before. We understand that most of the time you do not see someone's full genitals. Right. It's like, <laughs> you don't even see the inside of the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. Like, you can leave things <laughs> to the imagination. <laughs> Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Another topic that's discussed in the film is uh, sort of the inherent tragic nature of nature itself. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to, uh, we have a quiz. It's uh, the saddest animal facts we could find. Um, So I'm going to start off uh, deek deeks, which are those little tiny antelopes. If you ever see them, they're adorably cute. Didn't Audrey Hepburn have one as a pet? Oh, I think you're right. She had like a tiny Um, little deer. And it's like, we get it. You're thin, you know. <laughs> so charming. Yeah, I want like a, I want like a baby. Buffalo. I need like a basset hound to follow me around. <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking that sound. 
of a basset hound walking. That's how I walk now after my back surgery too. So it's oh. like we'd be, be we'd be pals. They're probably all fucked up also. <laughs> hmm, I think she had a deer. I think it was just a state your standard deer. But yeah, it's a fawn. It's like okay, okay. we get it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. manic pixie dream deer. <laughs> I'm sorry. These no, drugs. can I just mention that the in, in the Wikipedia it just said they encountered a deer. Oh, interesting. It didn't say what was hanging out of its vagina. Oh. So, well, that's why you can't, people. That's why you got to listen to Rui. Listen you can't the rely podcast. on the Wikipedia. We though. are your wiki. Better than Wikipedia. Better, yeah, I, I would think better. And we don't ask you for $3 once a year yet. <laughs> I mean, we would, we love, would love for $3 you to send us $3. Let's not discourage Just them. Venmo, if you're listening to this, Venmo, Allison, and Hallie <laughs> each $3. Yes. Oh, God. Don't ask questions. Just yeah, do just it. do it. It's for the sanctity of, of research. Right? Mm-hmm. And for three Diet Cokes. <laughs> That's three Diet Cokes. Teak Deeks mark their territory with what? And I should have said with what bodily fluid? Mm. Well, it's not a multiple choice. Yeah, this well, is I mean, for yeah, I guess absolutely. you guys. Well, think of all the bodily yeah, fluids that so animals many. have. There is a choice. Um. Yeah. Mary, do you have a guess? Again, I'm so influenced by Busy, but... Um, what would she... Yeah, what would she use? She would use her anal glands, okay. the, the mm. fluid that builds up mm. in there. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, no, not to mark her territory. <laughs> that, that would just I was like, key, damn, but, yeah, your carpet's yeah. supposed to be a mess. <laughs> a lot going on with Biz. <laughs> She's very territorial. <laughs> <laughs> so you said Busy would use pee. That would my I, my first thought is pee, but it's that's such an obvious thought to me that I mm-hmm. I think it must be something else. So I'm trying to think. I'm like, what other what? So there's a limited list of bodily fluids that are grosser than pee. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily grosser, just sadder. Yeah. Oh, oh sadder. Blood. Sperm. The answer is their tears. Aww. Oh. <laughs> their tears. No. Dark. No, that can't be right. Yeah. I, again, oh, no. based on I googled sad animal facts and this came up, it has that's, to be right. That's how Dashboard Confessional signs the wall of the <laughs> venue he performs at. Just crying <laughs> at something. Yeah. He cries on the wall and screams in infidelity and then everyone knows he's been there. This is a great one for me to ask. What kind <laughs> of flavors can cats not taste? Oh, I, I want to say sweet flavors. I'm going to say like a citrusy flavor. Ooh. Oh, Josh is right. It's sweet. Cats cannot taste <laughs> anything sweet. Their lives are bitter and sad. <laughs> cats, they love savory. I, For dessert, cats, they're going cheese fish. every time. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'll have fish and then also fish. Yeah. It does make me wonder if they have can taste citrus, though. That is a science. That's a study I want to get my hands on. I feel like it's like I feel like if you held a lemon out and a cat like a cat would be like no like they'd kind of, I'm sure yeah. there's like videos of cats mm-hmm. like like pushing your hand away holding a lemon that mm-hmm. they're like no we don't do that like I, think I bet a cat would love a lime in a gin and tonic though yeah <laughs> yeah well they're they're sophisticated yeah they like a garnish. It's fun. It's just fun. Cats can taste fun. Yeah, yeah. cats can rage. Uh, but cats, they, yeah, cats they, they they can't taste sweet things, but they party. They party. So they're party animals. Mm-hmm. If a zebra were to be separated from the herd, what is something that it can never do again? Love. <laughs> Great. Oh, that's very dashboard. Um, <laughs> it would, a zebra. Th- that is this what this on careless whisper is about? <laughs> Oh, dance again? <laughs> that was my second choice. Was dance again? Uh, good, both good guesses. Four left feet got no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, the 
the natural call of the zebras. The answer, of course, is sleep. No. If a zebra were to get separated, it, it would not be able to sleep and it would die. Oh, no. Oh, Sorry, guys. We got, we got a couple more. <laughs> Some of them aren't sad. They're just upsetting. That's so sad. <laughs> it's dark. Like, like our next one, Allison, if you don't mind, is our, perhaps our, our most upsetting question. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you would want to ask. This. Oh, I'm sorry. I well, tell Explain why I should ask that question. I, because you wrote it. It's very funny. Okay, I thought you were saying something about me. No, I, I, I just feel, mm, it's more for how you will handle the, the answering. and the, Now we're overselling what is just a dumb joke, but go ahead. <laughs> how long do pig orgasms usually last? Oh, no, it's probably going to be like two seconds, huh? <laughs> I feel like we go the other way. It's like, <laughs> it's like, um... Like, if your pig orgasm lasts more than four hours, <laughs> consult a doctor. <laughs> um, I'm going to say four hours. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was just asking you. <laughs> no, the answer, the answer is at least 30 minutes. Oh. At least 30 minutes. That's, and you're right, Allison. Thank you for letting me have that question. I, I wanted you to be able to kind of deliver that, that quick Aww. response. Well, you oh, know— you. Um, it does make sense. This knowing that it puts into context the original lyric by Prince was "This is what it sounds like when pigs come," and, oh, yeah. and then the song went on another thirty-five minutes. Oh no! Yeah, it's harder to rhyme things with "come" that are that are that are interesting lyrically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the man true. was an artist. The man was an artist. Mm-hmm. Sure was. All right, here's one. Um, how do male giraffes gauge whether a female giraffe is ovulating? Do they smell? Her? That's my guess too. It's, I'm we, I'm piggybacking on Maris's guess that it's Those a smell are thing. Great guesses. Um, close. Uh, they drink their urine. Wow. <laughs> oh, it's like a Philip Roth. <laughs> <Yeah. girl. laughs> it's also like if you're any if anyone is out there and they're struggling with getting pregnant or kind of like you know taking the steps to like become pregnant and your male partner is complaining about the ovulation stuff that you have to do to keep track of, mm-hmm. tell them this fact and say it could be worse. Like, it could be worse. Yeah, a I, calendar every, is nothing compared to drinking pee, unless they're into that, and then you guys would be great giraffes. Yeah, giraffe procreative sex is a lot like the first episode of Billions. <laughs> <laughs> so the taper, the taper's penises are so long, they have this problem during mating. Ah, uh, Lars von Trier is confused. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to show does, up in both our recordings. Does Dizzy know the answer to this one? Is that why she's barking? She's so mad. I'm going to tend to her. I'll do a guess. The taper's penis is so long that it, it, it won't stay in the taper vagina. Okay. Excellent. And uh, the answer is they uh, step on their own penises. <laughs> now I like want to watch so tapers have sex. Like I need you to heard s- it here, people. I need to see it. I need to see what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. That's that's so much penis, Maris. Maris, thank God you're back. This is this answer is wild. I did not do us justice as a team. Maris, do you want to try at this one? Um, mm-hmm. The taper penis is so long. Tapers have this problem during mating. They get all twisted. Okay, excellent, yes, excellent work. The answer is they step on their own penises. That's sad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Maris just sat back. So sad. Yeah, like, you were like reeling mm. from that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I feel Ugh. like they don't keep like shoes on during sex. Like it's not like a high heels, like sexy high heels. No, kinda. that's so dangerous. Oh, no. yeah. puncture, <laughs> puncture wounds are a risk. Mm-hmm. And you don't, they don't leave their socks on just because that's a little weird. But they can leave their hat on, which is the second time we've referenced that song in this <laughs> podcast run, even though I don't know who it's by and I don't remember the song itself. Um, guys, we wanted to uh, bring you to our, our next segment, perhaps my favorite segment of our entire podcast, which is the would, would You Rather Chaos Reigns Edition. Okay. So these are, you're just going to have to say either or, you know. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather have your husband be your therapist or have your husband edit your thesis? And Josh, in this case, you can go ahead and sub a wife in for a husband in both of those. Second one, for sure. I would love for Josh to be my editor. Wow. That's sweet. And and I guess based on the movie, that is the right answer. Yeah, totally. No, absolutely is true. Would you rather realize you are by your very nature an evil person or... Go camping. <laughs> Maris is nodding. I mean, it has to be evil person, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right that's answer. That's correct. It's like I know that these are all opinion based and subjective, but that is the correct answer: is yeah. to be, mm-hmm. is to discover your own evil nature and not um, go fucking camping. Yuck! Because you can be evil and not go camping. I think it's evil and be cozy. Exactly. Yeah. What's better than that? Yeah, that's what hija is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that how it's pronounced? I think it is. How I always it's just pronounced. say Higgy. Yeah, I've never heard it. <laughs> I Aww. said Higgy too. That's like the onomatopoeia of it. Like it sounds like it looks. <laughs> My Danish rap name is Higgy Smalls. So no. that's confusing. <laughs> Perfect. And fitting. Devastating. <laughs> and fitting. I'm very cozy. <laughs> now, this one is a grosser question. So bear with me, but I thought okay. it was an important one. Would you rather come blood or sneeze come? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it once or forever? All the time, forever. but the blood doesn't hurt. It's just blood. It just blood. is blood. Yes. Do I have a penis for this, or is it? am I coming from, from, from the vagina? See, I guess that's an yeah. interesting question, because at least, I mean, one week a month, or one week of the month, I right. mean, that's kind of, you know, it's How on the women. table. Yeah, so, Maris, I'm going to say, yeah, you have a penis in this situation, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, super violent and fun. <laughs> I'm going to go sneeze cum. Oh, wow. Interesting. I feel like snot is the cum of the face. Yeah. That's true. Maybe no one would notice. Yeah, it's That's so true. similar. Yes. I, I'm going to go with sneeze cum. I can't think of an accident happening where like sneeze up somebody and then they're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, oh, the that's physics. a good point. I was imagining like you're at work and you sneeze in a, like the, the room or something and then just cum shoots everywhere. Yeah. But if anything, as a comedian, that might be something it's you can really bring out at the end That'd of the show. That'd be a very funny story I, to That's tell. my next, my, my like confessional hour. I like sit down on the stool yeah. and I'm like, all right, so we all know I sneeze cum. <laughs> <laughs> and it just starts That's a whole there. special. Yeah. I mean, both are cleaned up with a tissue. So I feel mm-hmm. like you're, yeah. you're set. Yeah. But exactly. coming blood would be like pretty, I mean, so cool. we're <laughs> married, and that's easier to explain. But I feel like if you're dating mm-hmm. and you're like, yes. look, just so you know, you're going to mm-hmm. want to get out of the way more yeah. than usual. Because, <laughs> honey, I'm coming blood. <laughs> oh, no. I think it would be nice <laughs> as a woman to be with a man who does that. Because then, like, if something, you're not always like, I ruined the sheets. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody yeah, else's nice. fault. But then I would be terrified of, like, what single men's, the state of single men's sheets would be. Every, (laughs) 
You know, they're already always gross. I was like. going to say every guy would have a sock that looked like it came from Kurt Schilling in the 2004 <laughs> World Series. Oh, Jesus. He's a, he's a terrible man, but I think the joke stands. <laughs> would you rather hear a fox take a break from eating its own entrails to tell you chaos reigns? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or hear a fox take a break from eating its own entrails to tell you to live mas. Uh, a Taco Bell ad campaign. <laughs> Second one, that fox parties. Yeah, that's fun. Also, those entrails are ruined. <laughs> you ate a Taco Bell. Those, yeah, the, those are called um, fox entrails locos, and there are Doritos in there. <laughs> they're like, we brought back potatoes, but they're fox entrails. <laughs> um, would you rather have someone find you having sex in the woods... Okay. Or find your unedited writing with all of your thoughts and notes mixed in. Good question. Who is someone? N- not yeah. one of Just you. Anyone? Not one of you. Like, I, I imagine Lars, if we were having sex Lars in the woods, we would be together. Yeah. I think Lars Van Troyer yeah. has is is in yeah. both those situations has found you. Yeah, yeah, that's it's Lars Van Troyer. It's Lars Van Troyer. <laughs> oh. Then the first would, one. <laughs> yeah. No, the se- I would. I, oh. I think I would like him to see my unedited writing. writing? Wow. Unedited writing feels so vulnerable. <laughs> I feel like if Lars von Trier saw us having sex in the woods, he would be like, sick, play on players. <laughs> He'd be like, I'm so confused. Gesture with that, Josh. I did kind of like a hang loose hand gesture. <laughs> but yeah, so you say reading unedited writing, I say having sex in the woods. I just remember once um, when I was working at a show, we were working in Scripto, the teleprompter uh software uh, for people who don't know and uh, a friend and I were working on a piece together and we like sent it to our boss our EP but didn't realize that all of the notes that we had like cut were still at the bottom oh, of the sure. document and he was like I feel like I just saw you guys get undressed like it was so like <laughs> like it's so vulnerable like this is all the stuff that like didn't work just kind of like jumbled and I don't know it felt that very that is my the writing that I turn in <laughs> <laughs> just a mess it's a mess <laughs> I also, this is weird too, because Lars von Trier is my first reader whenever I, like, write an essay or something. So he <laughs> like, like, sees it, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I need eyes on this, um, mm-hmm. if you could. He's my sensitivity <laughs> reader. Um, we have one last one. Um, would you rather be covered in white ticks or drenched in the kind of ego that tells a man he should be his own wife's therapist? <laughs> I want to feel the power of that ego. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Yes. That's bigger than Willem Dafoe's dick, probably. <laughs> Willem Dafoe's therapist ego. <laughs> That's true. I, I, don't think, I don't think I could get away with that ego. Like, I would walk in the room and be like, all right, what's up? And everybody would be like, you fucking suck, dude. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, you're right. So I think you can take off the ticks. <laughs> I feel like, if you, Josh, if you suddenly had that ego, everyone would be like, he, we're in a horror movie. Like, something right. has happened to Josh. Yes. Like, something found him in the woods and he has become an asshole. And then finally, we have only one more segment. It is a, the most important segment, of course. We are going to debate the the question that the movie asks. At least I think it does. Because yeah. I, I don't really I still understand what the movie was about. But the question is, are women inherently evil? And of course, uh, Josh, you are on the yes, they absolutely are. Yes. Okay. And Maris, you are on the team no, they're no, not. They're not. And we will help you. Yeah. You know, we both have our feelings about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, if either one of you feel strongly about that question, yeah. that, like, we'll let you kick of it off. Thoughts, arguments. Yeah, I mean, 
I think, look at how we treat mothers in America right now. You let one baby fall out a window and all of a sudden you are satanic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Painting too broad a picture there. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I would say, so my, my point of view, I've been assigned is that women are evil. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that women are a subset of humans mm-hmm. and humans are bad. Um, so The argument in the movie, basically. Yes. Yeah. So by that logic, women are bad, men are bad, people of all genders, mm-hmm. pretty bad. That's my, which I know is kind of like an eco-fascist argument, which is not <laughs> how I mean it. I just mean it takes so much effort not to be a nightmare. And so many people don't make that effort. <laughs> I like how you answered it as if this would air on its own without any context. <laughs> I, that's, how I, that's how I do everything. I, I always want like, yes. I want everything like I'm nice holding word. that day's newspaper. Mm-hmm. Unable to soundbite it, just be like, nope. There's no way you could take this in any other way than the way that I mean it. Mm-hmm. It's um, <laughs> I mean, I worked for John Oliver for a long time. <laughs> that's um, that's how we wrote comedy. <laughs> Karen, I think I'm going to piggyback on that and say I feel like um, women are evil using the argument that's the argument about the like the Dominion voting systems, mm-hmm. where it's like everyone thinks it's it's fake. Is it because we told them it's fake? Yes, but they believe it. Ergo, that's validating ourselves. So do we think women are evil? Yes, because we've been telling people that for centuries. Mm -hmm. Ergo, it must be true because we already believe it. So yes. Mm -hmm. I also think that like women are driven to expressing evil behaviors way more often in the world than men are. So we will see that. Surrounded by men with big egos. Yes. Yes. Uh, They are treated poorly and retaliate. And that's just what we're like, that's evil. And it's like, well, how did we get here? <laughs> Who said what yeah, to her today? In con- evil, what context is the evil occurring right. in? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and either way, we just want everyone to live moss. Yes. And this has all been a, a Taco Bell commercial. <laughs> if only. <laughs> this is the second podcast I've done in the past month where live moss has featured prominently. What? Yeah. <gasps> On the other one, I decided it's- that it was the new tourism campaign for Little St. James Island. <laughs> oh, God. I think it's because uh, because of the quarantine and everything that's been happening. It is we truly do desire the ability to live moss, and mm-hmm, we can't. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living less. We have been living less, but at least we're not in the woods. At least yeah, we're not in the woods. like she and him. Zoe <laughs> <laughs> Deschanel and the other guy. <laughs> oh God! Imagining right. this movie with them is <laughs> so funny, and they were called she and him. <laughs> And they oh replaced the dick with a ukulele. <laughs> you know, people don't believe it. Willem Dafoe is so good at ukulele that they had to have someone else play. It's confusing <laughs> how good he is. <laughs> like, why didn't he go pro on the uke? Man, this is the kind of, like, internet video that someone should have made in, like, 2008. Mm-hmm. And then but we just can't, we can't do it I know, now. it's too late now. M. Ward, that was the name of the other guy. M. Ward, right. M. Ward. He's got a M. whole other Ward. career, too, as a, as a musician solo. Yes. So shout out to him, and, and shout out to you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I think we really um, I think we really got to the bottom of a lot of stuff. We answered some existential <laughs> questions and dealt with some romantic dread. Once again, we are joined by renowned eco-fascist uh, Josh Gondelman and Maris. <laughs> what would you guys like to promote? Obviously, use our platform yes. to... Yes. 
to uh, boost your egos you and, and chase the, the golden ring, you know? I have a podcast called The Maris Review, not The Paris Review, on which I talk to authors about their latest books. And, and then so I liked your Donna Tart convo from earlier in the podcast. Oh, yes. yeah. You're talking about the secret history. I just started listening to the uh, George Saunders episode, Phenomenal. So please listen to the Maris Review. It's so good, and he's so wonderful. And I need to read his new book, which I didn't even know came out. It's real good. Josh, what would you like to to tell the people? I also have a podcast. This is a, we live in, (laughs) not to brag, but we live in a two-podcast household. Wow. Which is the millennial version of owning property. I have a podcast, it's called Make My Day, where there's one contestant or two contestants playing together, so the contestants always win. The the point of the games are always to cheer me up. And Allison and Hallie were on, and they were really, really, really funny. You should listen to it. It's so fun. It's such a pleasure. And Please subscribe to both of their podcasts. And uh, also subscribe to our podcast. This is the first time you listen to this. Go listen to the Antichrist episode, because this must have made no sense Yeah, if you you. started with this, boy, have you got a lot of catching up to do, (laughs) which is just one hour of podcasting, (laughs) not even. Um, But yes, uh, so subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. We like doing this. We want to keep doing this. And we'll keep coming at you with more ruining, ruined after shows when we can find our friends to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And until then, we ask of you, You must. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.